here, I'm here. Hey guys, it's Kadesha and Monique, and we come from Queens. So uh, it feels really great to be recording. Well, yeah. it actually feels really great to have had a break, to be part honest yeah. with you. It's weird though being yeah. back. I'm just like, uh, it almost no, feels weird too because I guess, well, I guess our last recording was in the studio. You're and, right. Uh, this one is not in the studio. And there's no alcohol involved. I've actually drink Hallelujah. <laughs> and I'm drinking some coffee from my mug life mug. Hello, somebody. Oh, and I'm drinking yeah. water. I'm trying to get oh, my I hydration. Water too. Yeah, I exactly. may run to the bathroom. I'm just saying. I may have to say, hold on. No, no, no. I hope <laughs> I don't. But, um, yeah, so can I say something? Absolutely. Okay. So I know I'm always coming after men, but you know what? Let's Oy. just act like this Oy. isn't anything. This isn't anything new, right? Because if you've been listening to this podcast for even a couple episodes, there's just like they're going to get talked about. So I think I was walking from God knows. Maybe I was waiting for the. I don't even know what I was doing. But I was out in, in public on my way to some mode of public transportation, and one thing that just always disgusts me about men is how they would like hold a nostril as they're walking and blow their nose and you just see a wad of snot come out to the sidewalk you've never seen that i don't believe so listen it is so disgusting and i just i just i i've i've had moments where i've really really had to blow my nose right and i remember one time in high school i used a sheet of loose leaf paper because i didn't have any tissue <laughs> i've done it, that before it is horrible there's nothing yeah, comforting about before. blowing your nose yes, you are right in loose leaf paper but i have never and i would never just like hold my nostril down and just blow and onto the street like that like men are disgusting yeah, that's is, gross that's disgusting one particular race i've seen do this a lot Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's not it's not closed off to any other race. I've seen my share of men do this, and I just I don't understand. Like, <laughs> so you're you just, you're just um, calling out men right now. I'm calling out men. I'm calling out grown men. I haven't seen anyone like under the age of maybe 35 do this. I don't know oh, why it's disgusting though. Exactly because one wind this can go anywhere, and that's just like why? Why can't you just hold it? Like why can't you just just keep like you know trying to get it up there or something? Just like be easy don't do that um i hear you so so in this talking about men i also just want to acknowledge that there's this man on the metro north when i come home that he's just very social he's very friendly you know he just talks to everybody and i've been feeling for a couple of months like there's only a matter of time before he really initiates some sort of conversation with me because when you take the metro north or like the long island Railroad, those type of stuff it's really like a certain train that you always get on so you always see the same people yada 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 and i guess it was like last week i don't know i was sitting somewhere and the train was really crowded and this man really like took my shoulder and gave like a nice little shake saying like hi you know with his guinness beer in his hand and i just smiled but i was thinking why are you touching me like we've never spoken more than just like have a good weekend i guess and like yeah you too but i just felt really like no i don't this is for men of all ages. I really don't understand why you guys just really go for that leap and touching women. Even if it's a friendly touch, I just don't know why you guys do it. Like, just don't touch us. I think of how you would feel if a man you don't know just touches you. Just, like, for no reason. Like, touches your arm or tries to grab your hand or something. You would not like that. So why do men really feel like they can have access or they're so comfortable with with 
I don't know. We're just touching us. Just don't do it. So I don't know. This is this is going to be an interesting year ahead because I don't plan <laughs> on taking a different train, <laughs> and I just don't. I don't know. And I, actually, I have one more story. I'm totally on vacation <laughs> right now. Totally. I feel that, and I'm and I'm here for you right now. There's also <laughs> this Friday. <laughs> I was sitting, um, and like. The way, like, the Long Island Railroad and Metro North is sometimes you face each other, right? So I'm sitting in, like, a little group of, like, four chairs. And I'm reading my book, and this woman, she's probably, like, in her early 30s, is doing something <coughs> on her phone. And this man, who's probably, like, his early, late 40s, early 50s or something, is like, oh, is the train ride so boring that you have to be on your phone? And, like, Wait, I definitely... You? <laughs> not to me. I'm oh. reading my book. To her. She's sitting right next to him. So I saw him, like, looking, it like, over in her phone, and then that's when he finally says that. And she's just... She's from somewhere. She has an accent. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, this is a new phone, so I'm just trying to figure out how to use it. And he ran with it. He talked to, to her the whole train ride. And part of me was like, poor her. But she seemed to really enjoy the conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, it was also just interesting seeing uh, a man that's not black or hispanic really hit on a, a woman um I, I applaud him for for taking a shot you know but i'm happy that it wasn't me and that that's it that's all my can i say somethings i'm all done <laughs> well thank you for sharing friend yeah i'm good so can i say something <clears throat> of course you can say more than one thing since i said well, one million well i mean that was the goal today anyway regardless of what you did so <laughs> <laughs> i have to first start with saying that Cafe Bustelo is my new thing. Have Cafe you heard of what? it before? Bustelo? No, you know I didn't, haven't heard of it. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, it was recommended to me like a few times before. And like I, I didn't jump on it right away. And, you know, it took me, I would say some months to actually jump on it. And I finally purchased a can of Cafe Bustelo last week. Let I don't me even tell know you what about. you're saying. Cafe what? Cafe Bustelo. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay, it's like I bust. still don't know, but go, go on with your story. Oh, bust L O Bustello. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Uh, it is an amazing coffee. Like it changes my life every time I take a sip. It's better than the dark roast that I buy from Dunkin' Donuts. It is just everything. So this is like, where do you get this coffee? Oh, you can buy. It. I bought it at Target. Oh, okay. So you can. You, it's not like something you have to order like online. No, thank God. Yeah, you can buy it in Target. I've seen it in um, Costco's and BJ's. I'm sure it's in a regular grocery store as well. That's cool. So for all the coffee drinkers, you know. Yeah, they have K-Cups. They have the regular uh, beans. And they have the the grounded beans. So it's just everything. So that's my first thing, something. And if I take a pause, like my leak today on this podcast is because I'm either sipping my Cafe Bustelo, which is bringing me to higher heights, or I'm sipping on my water. So that's number one. <laughs> number two is, uh, you know, my friend, I was talking to my friend, Henry. We ta- we've been talking a lot lately, but I was talking to her earlier this week, and she was just telling me that there were plans being made for my high school reunion of 10 years. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. wait, <laughs> like, excuse me, what are you talking about? And then I did the math, and I'm just like, so June is really going to make 10 years since we've graduated from high school? Like, is yes. that really a thing? Yeah. So I'm, okay, so we're officially old, right? Okay, because I just can't, like, I can't believe this. I can't believe that it's been that freaking long since we've graduated from high school. And then, in that same breath, it's been, well, May will make six years since we've graduated from college. Oh, dear goodness. What the heck is going on? 
like what's going on we're, are we okay we're adults <laughs> we're real life adults yeah that's like when i um i posted on my personal instagram just like a comparison photo which you guys have seen if you mm-hmm. follow my personal one and it was just so crazy to think like the 10 years difference like Cray. I, I can't say that high school feels like it was just last year i can't say that for sure but it doesn't oh, feel like it was you. 10 freaking years ago like I no know. that's a stretch like that's it and that's just, just like you lying you lying <laughs> <laughs> to think also just like how different the high school experience is now for mm-hmm. teenagers than us like we had sconex or whatever and my oh, yeah. and the aim chats but like i yeah. thank god that i don't have to deal with social media like it is now because people yeah. make fake accounts to, to like bring you down they people do all yeah. This, yeah and then mm-hmm. the catfish type of stuff and i'm just like so thankful i don't got because i'm i was such a open i also tweeted this recently i was such an open person when it came to like the internet like i realized a lot of personal like enough information about music on the internet and i was like just imagine being attacked for just being so vulnerable constantly would really really suck yeah i I would say the same thing because i'm a very sensitive person i'm a very fragile person i've um i've really come into my own over these past few years but if i had been growing up in this particular era Mm, I don't know. I don't know how well I would would have made it. Right? I would be making it right now. Yeah, I would have hit. I guess I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, that was my um, second. Thing. Can I say something? And my final. You know, I was gonna have four, but I'll just keep it at three. So my final. Can I say something? Is um, if one more person awes me when I tell them I teach kindergarten, like you gonna get it <laughs> because I love my kids I do my kids are like they really really just like captivate my heart like I love my kids like as if they were my own it's, it's so crazy how this year like I just love all my kids more than I've loved all my kids ever and I always love my kids but this year is weird the love that I have for these kids um but every time I tell somebody I teach kindergarten it's just like oh that's so cute and I think what I don't like about it is just kind of like the undertone it's just like it just almost feels like that's cute what do you so what do you do all day because I've gotten that too and I've said that plenty of times on the podcast like it's always like oh so what do you do you guys just play all day or like like when you said during that last episode you came for me talking about the coloring situation it just it just always like it, it angers me almost Oh, and, and primarily because, like, I don't do those things. And these kids do need to play. They do need to color. Like, they do need a chance to be kids, and I don't get to do that with them. If I can tuck it in here or there, like, I will try to. But, nah, like, this is rigorous curriculum. Come in come in my classroom and teach for, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even put somebody through half a day. Somebody who asked me, I wouldn't even put them through half a day. I would put them in for two periods. You got to plan the lessons, the activities, and then come and teach it. And then tell me how all this is. Oh, why? <laughs> like, I, that just, that really boils my blood. It does. Mm. So, okay. uh, note to anyone listening who ever has an urge to say all to me when I tell you it's teach kindergarten, don't do it. Thanks. Well, that's so, all. <laughs> is, is it... Is it safe to say new year, new you? Because you not having it with people this year? You know, I'm still the same old Kadeisha. Because even when I was in pre-K, I was like, don't come for me. Like, don't come for me with the, oh, that's cute. Because, no, it's it's not a cute job. It's work. Okay? So. Okay. Bold well, yes. I'm going to be a little bit so, bolder this year. How about that? <laughs> this, 
Um, episode is New Year, New You, question mark, question mark. And we are just going to discuss and have a little evaluation about what went well last year and what we're looking forward to in the new year. I guess you can say it's like your standard, like, first episode of the year. Yeah, because we typically do things like this. Yeah. Yeah, but it's us, so at least you're going gonna to enjoy it. Yeah, and so, um, I think this episode is going to be kind of short. I, I just feel that way in my spirit. I could be wrong. Well, we'll see. Okay. Well, you can start it. Um, okay. So, um, so the way we're going to do this episode is we're, we're going to talk about, like, um, highlights of the year for ourselves, personal, on a personal level, and then, hi- like, things in the world that we've just deemed to be highlights of the year. So, so that's the yeah, that's what I wanted to start with. Cool. So I, I called it a glow of 2016. And so um, I have to say that uh, a glow of 2016 has certainly been the color purple. And this is this is <laughs> personal. So why are you laughing? No, because it's completely personal. It's personal. No, it's, it's real, personal real too. Yeah, it's, yeah, per- yeah. It's, no, it's very, very personal. But yeah. it's real too because um, the, the actress who played Celie, Cynthia Erivo, she came from the UK, I believe. I know she she has African roots, but uh, I believe she she lived the majority of her life in the UK. So she came from there, and she had actually played Celie over there. But she came over here sometime last year, and um, debut made her Broadway debut as Celie in The Color of Purple. This girl got a Tony. The whole cast like was Tony was Tony nominated. I believe they got a Tony as well. But yeah, I mean they they really did very well with themselves. I mean like. I talked about. I think I talked about this in my can. I say something the last time we recorded just us. Actually, I talked about um, the color purple. But this was a really good year for that play because I mean the play has been on Broadway several times, and I think this was one of their most um, lucrative runs. Because I of, agree. Yeah, because of her and because of the cast. Like I saw the the play back in 2011 when Fantasia was Sealy. That was it was phenomenal for me then. Like I was completely in awe of the show. But when I came back. Uh, in 2016 to see it it was it was a different experience because the entire freaking ensemble was the equivalent of black freaking excellence like i like i say this over and over and over again i'm getting hyped as i'm talking about it because like you're getting very hyped if you, you could see me water calm down if you could see me right now like i just can't fathom how on God's green earth you put all these black talented species together on one stage to put on a show like how you do that how'd you how how did you find all these people and say you know what you 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 and you you're all great and you just all just come together and let's just do this like because every last person played their freaking role even if they only had one thing to say it was like, oh my gosh, like, I was moved. So I said The Color Purple was was a highlight of the year. It was certainly a highlight of the year for me, but it was a highlight of the year for, I would say, the cast, because they all really got a chance to display their talents and, and in a big way, and so many people were moved by it. And what I really appreciated about this also is that both the times that I went to see it this year, um, if you look around in the, in the crowd, the audience was predominantly white. So many and I mean, people. they were giving, and I mean, it hurts because I would love to obviously see more black people, but I value the fact that it was so many white people that were cheering on these black people. And there was a woman who I sat in front of um, the first time I went in 2016, and she knew the backstory of 
most of the actors like she knew about the schools that they went to specifically what they study and so that really warmed my heart that it wasn't just oh yeah let me go see these black people um act like play play those roles that we like to see them in as you as you as you phrase it you know it was really like these are actors and she respects them as actors she respects their craft she studied them so coming to see it just gave her a different experience so i appreciated that like it was just like the support around the play was just in freaking credible so the color purple was certainly a glow a highlight of 2016 sorry for my rant um you can give a glow and then I'll come back and give another glow. No, uh, mine is like all of them. So yours is like all of them. Yeah, I'm going to. You oh, can you're lump with, them you all can together. Your, yeah. Okay. Um, and so another glow. This is also personal, but like it's real. <laughs> um, Beyonce, she just continued to be fabulous, and you know, I just think that it's interesting. I was listening to uh, Black Girl Podcast recently, and they were okay. talking about Beyonce. Funny enough, and I heard their episode after I had drafted the script. And they were talking about Beyonce and almost, almost the evolution of her. And, um, but specifically they were comparing Beyonce in, um, Lemonade to Beyonce in her, uh, in her, was it, was that album called Beyonce? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where she was being very, uh, feminine. (laughs) The the last one, the surprise album. That was, that was Beyonce, right? Uh, Yeah. Lemonade or? No, Lemon, I know Lemonade, but then the self-titled album was with partition and all those other songs okay just making sure i don't know why i didn't whatever anyway um yeah so they were comparing her and those two albums and and it was it's real like it's very interesting to see the the transformation between that and this even when she came out with the album it was just like whoa who's this beyonce you know because we just knew the the soft beyonce the one who just sings these songs that we like the cute tunes and then she got raw for Beyonce, and it was just like, whoa, like, okay, we're here for you. And then here she came out with Lemonade, and she got ultra raw about her life. Like, she got real personal about it. Right. And so I just, I applaud her for um, for switching it up in, like, in some crazy ways. Like, she, she continues to, like, I would say reinvent herself as an artist, and she always keeps her audiences on their toes, just wondering, okay, well, what is she going to do next? When is she going to do it? Because we don't like, we don't know what's ha- like what's happening, you know. So um, I really, really appreciate and I respect her craft. Although I can honestly say that I, I, I don't love Beyonce as much as I used to because I really. I th- only because I feel like she's she's coming into a dark place, and I said that when Beyonce came out, like I was feeling a little darkness there, mm-hmm. and that kind of plays with my spirituality a bit. And I'm, you know, I'm on the Jesus fence. And I don't have like hard, cold facts, but it's just something in my spirit just feels like mm, Beyonce. I don't okay. know, but I I can always respect and value her craft. I can always respect and value her hustle. So shout out to King B. For always killing the game. All right. So my glows, predominantly, I just feel like 2016 was a good year for music. It was just really, really good. Um, 2016 was also, as you stated, it was a good year for Black women. Um, so I will start by saying that the USA Olympic team, men, but really Black women, they just did amazing. They just were like winning everything every time nice. you turned around was a black girl holding a medal a couple medals that's beautiful. Black men. that's beautiful and it was just like well damn like we were it, you know it kind of seemed like we were having like a roughish year right mm-hmm. so it was definitely comforting 
to see the way in which black people were just dominating category after category at the Olympics. And it's like, we are good. We are, we can be and often are better than you. And it's like, it's time for you to recognize type of thing. So it was, it was really cool to see that. And like I was saying, and the fact that 2016 was a good year for music, we had Frank Ocean finally release music after I don't know how many years. Marcus oh, was yeah. going through, doing the countdown. Um, he sure was. Days. I can't yeah. even remember where where he left off. Um, so yes, Frank Ocean released an album. Chance the Rapper released an album. Bruno Mars, that 24 Karat Magic. I listen to that all the time. I'm, I'm sorry, what was it? Bruno Mars, his album is 24 Karat Magic, like the song. Oh, okay. It, Hi. Uh, it's, it's very <laughs> evident in that like album that he's... It's very uh, evident in that album that he is heavily pulling from other musical influencers. Like, there's a, sound, there's a song on there that sounds exactly like My Prerogative from <laughs> Bobby Brown. And fun. it's just... It's overall it's over fun. It's a very fun album. Challenge Gambino also delivered a very soulful batch of music. And J. Cole finally came out of hiding. He released some music. People are very subjective about it, if it's as good as his prior projects or not, whatever. And then my... My spiritual twin, I just feel like Solange released a great <laughs> black girl magic body of music. And they're you know, just like, I'm what? Sorry. What? Sorry to cut you off, but I was actually going to put her in my glows, but I was like, no, nah, I'm going to leave that to Monique. Like, I'm B. She's Solange. Like, I'm just going to leave it to her because I know yeah, she's going to do it. The wig that I'm wearing today, I realize it is like. <laughs> the wig you wearing today? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like Solange. So but funny. I, if I had clips, I could put it in and I could be like the Solange from her um, A Seat at the Table. But yes, and also, as you stated, Beyonce released an album. I'm not, I don't have the clips to do it. And um, it would just be like, Halloween is over. What are you doing? Like, right, like, where so, you going? But it was just like a great year for music in that sense. And I was just like very, very happy. Like, I. And I just haven't even gotten around to listening to everything because I'm just so consumed with whatever project I start listening to. Then I'm like, I haven't mm-hmm. listened to this for two weeks. And then I have to, like, really put it down. And I'm not... The only thing I put down was Lemonade because that is... I'm trying to be a good person. And Lemonade, if I listen to the first half of it, it's going to take me where I'm not trying to go. Um, so when that album I, came oh, out, though, like, you were singing it. Yes, and I still yeah. sing it, but I do not listen to the album Good. because I Good. will definitely go through the motions. I will feel her so intensely on the first half, and then okay. I'll start reconsidering my thoughts and feelings while I listen to the second half. So I was like, no, Lemonade, I'm putting this down. Um, you are funny. It's, it's for the best, for sure. So tell, I want you to go first, though. Tell me about your personal glows for 2016. Wait, I kind of want to talk about Lemonade a little bit. You know, when okay. it first came out, um, I I didn't love it. I think I loved people it are, People are hyping this thing. I still love Beyonce, though. I mean, I think I will always love Beyonce. Although, I, ugh, she's, she's bothering me. I will always love Beyonce. But I was just like, um, I don't, uh, I don't really know. And then just like as time went on the song started to grow on me and I started yeah. to feel the songs even though I didn't have any emotions to attribute to them I was still like yes be like yes yes so. definitely certain songs grew eventually that grew on me and stuff like that like I really enjoyed daddy's little girls just because it was country I thought it was just funny in a sense and it was, like, that really like, grew on me too yeah I ended up really really liking that yeah and, that um, was I cute. had six inch heels I also liked six it because I was sort of making yeah I was sort of making fun of it like 
like that. Like, like why yeah. is she <laughs> right. doing all this? Like that. Um, I also want to acknowledge, though, however, with Lemonade and A Seat at the Table, they both, if you are not aware of, like, art and, like, modern artists or, like, performing art, video arts and stuff like that, you would have no idea just the amount of women um, artists that they pulled inspiration from. So mm. a lot of the things that Beyonce always does this. This is nothing new. People like to say she copies. Right. right. And I think to a certain extent that's unfair to say that she is like paying homage to to artists by kind of putting using what they have done in her work Mm -hmm. maybe we would want the credit as we're watching the video but I'm pretty sure if you were to read the credits of the videos afterwards you will see that she's gotten her inspiration from from other yeah, she's always she's always done things like that. And then artists yeah. in general, like there's no artist who is thriving in this day and age who didn't pull inspiration from somewhere. Like nobody exactly. is just straight original. Like everything I do is just top of the dome because I'm that great. Yeah. No, like for everybody, Solange, everybody pulls inspiration. Um, for Solange at a seat at the table, she's pulled a lot of uh, is it like West African influences? Mm. She's been doing so. It's like okay. you know they've just been delivering visually. But yeah, yeah. So, what were your personal glows of 2016, Kadesha? Uh, so my personal glows. Uh, number one, I would say was that I survived. Initially, I put survive my first year of, of working in the Department of Education, but I don't really like saying survive because I, I did more than survive. Okay. I I really pulled through. Like. <clears throat> I talked very openly about not enjoying my work on the podcast and feeling like, like, I just don't know what I'm going to do. And I talk to you about this often, too. And um, just in kind of reflecting on the year and the way that the year unfolded for me, I am very, um, I'm very proud of myself. I'm very proud that I transitioned from a place where I was very comfortable Montessori I was there for four years and it was really hard for me to let go this was the second time that I had left Montessori and the second time just like the first time I was like oh no I can't do this take me back and so I'm (laughs) proud of the fact that I really allow myself to work through these 10 months and and then even by June I was like actually I think I'm gonna come back this was craziness this was madness but I think I'm gonna come back and I think the reason why I came back and the reason why I'm still here is because I feel like I have something to offer like I really have something to give to these kids even when I'm stressed like I this excuse me this still very much feels like my spiritual work so um yeah that was definitely a glow for me the fact that I I survived and I did well like my my hard work was recognized and my hard work still is recognized even though I still cry like I still I'm still going through it out here in these streets because it's hard teaching is teaching is one of the hardest careers I read a quote online teaching is one of the hardest careers you'll ever love and I think that's the best way to, to describe this um that's an excellent way to put it because it's 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 hard man i'm trying not to cry right now like okay another thing uh that was a glow for this year is that i traveled i traveled which was nice but i specifically i went to panama for the first time at 26 years old i took my first trip to panama i've been wanting to go to panama for as long as i've recognized that i am panamanian (laughs) and so uh it was such a blessing that I had that experience and I'm I think I like over and over and over again that I was able to do that that my mom funded my trip as a graduation gift to me and um that I was there not just like on vacation this is cute like I was able to really experience the culture because we had a tour guide take us through and all I wanted to do when I went there was to go to my where my father was from he's from the city of Cologne 
and to just see what it's like I want to see like where he grew up what the people are like there how that how that shaped who he is and how ultimately it shapes who I am and so it was nice being in Panama City seeing that culture and then transitioning to Cologne and seeing that culture because when I first got to Panama I saw a bunch of Hispanics who actually looked Hispanic like they looked like they were Mexican or Puerto Rican or whatever and um and if you know anything about Panamanians not you Monique because I know you know but if the listeners know anything about Panamanians they know that Panamanians typically if you if you encounter a Panamanian here they look black like you would never know they're Hispanic until they open their mouth and start rattling off and so it was interesting to me when I got there and I just saw all these Hispanics who actually look Hispanic and I was like this is not the Panama I envisioned because I never met a Panamanian who looks like this so what's happening yeah and so um and traveling to Cologne, I saw all the black people. And I was like, oh, I see y'all. So this is where y'all congregate? Like, is this what happens? Um, so, but it, it was a really eye-opening experience. And I did blog about it on Kadesha's Corner. And it was, a, it was a beautiful experience. And I really anticipate going back and just kind of like sinking my, te- my teeth in a little bit deeper. Okay. So, yeah, that was two. And then I have one more. Um, and, okay, my other... My other glow? Was it? No, I did, but I'm looking at it. Anyway, uh, is that we talked about, I think we talked about this on the time episode about finding balance. Mm -hmm. When I reflect on my 2016, although it was like a whirlwind, like it was better than what I'm doing right now because (laughs) I did... I did find some of a balance. Barely started. What are you talking about? I know, but I feel, I feel crazy right now. Like, I just feel like I need to sit down. I need to write down everything that I need to do and really prioritize what I need to do because I just feel like I'm trying to get everything done and I'm just trying to do it all and not really strategize on how to get things done in, a, in an efficient manner. <laughs> the year did just start and I feel crazy. But, um, yeah, I was, I was really finding somewhat of balance, like the closest I could get to balance. And um, I say that because, like, for the, like most days, I come came home. My home was clean, and if it wasn't, like, I would find times to clean it. Um, my lessons were planned, and the activities surrounding those lessons were good. I did my meal prep faithfully every Sunday. Like, there were just certain things that I did, and it, they were like non-negotiables between the months of I want to say like April throughout, and and like from April on, like throughout the summer, like I had really tightened up on my gym schedule. And that was evidence in my body because my body started to change. And I was like, whoa, my stomach is going down. My butt is getting bigger. Like, yes, God, my arms are defined. Like, this is great. So I just had to say that I did. I was able to find a little bit of balance. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I like reflecting because I like to, to really be able to pinpoint the things that I did well because I often highlight the things that I don't do well. Okay. I, I, and I... Uh, give more life to that as opposed to the things that I do well so those are my glues for 2016 thanks for listening so uh, my personal glows for 2016 so I remember in 2015 someone asked me like what I want for Christmas 2015 yes what I want for Christmas and I was like all I want is to see my name in the movie credits like I think it's long overdue and that's just all I want so obviously this person cannot do that for me (laughs) But Wait, you, you said that to someone specifically? Yeah. Okay. Like, I know that 
they wanted me to say something materialistic, but I that's that wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> like, I wanted to see my come on and lay claim. Come on, somebody and so, lay claim. You better. It was great that within a year, summer that thing into existence in these streets. I saw my name in the movie credits, and I was Lord like, God. wow, look, like it happened, and um, that was just a really great feeling to me. It was, it was just like something you can't imagine. Like I could, I've, I've been imagining it, but it was just so overwhelming to a certain extent seeing seeing it and just thinking of everything that I've worked through and cried over and like mm. I mean college man kicked my butt up and down and life after college too so that was probably like the you hear my amen yes I'm just keeping it <laughs> that was that was definitely a glow of um, 2016 also, I noted our podcast, like season three, our photo shoot, the friends that we and made. I was, I was thinking about that too, but that's why I was like, should I stop now? Because I got some more things to talk about. So next, that's our that that's going to be our glows. Okay, right. I'm, I'm taking right. ownership of that too. Thanks. Um, but Appreciate it was just, like it. really great. Like we say this all the time. Like this just kind of like started as like a hobbyish type of thing. Like okay, like, let's just yeah. do it. And we've really grown so much. Yeah. Our, first off, our friendship has really grown through podcasting it um, really has <laughs> and the, i just like i'm happy with the people that we've met the people that we're meeting and just like what's in store for us from podcasting yeah. i'm just like really excited and i think that the, a yeah. lot of growth happened in 2016 in all aspects of the podcast so um yeah and this was me i guess flipping i shouldn't prelude this but flipping a negative into a positive um okay which was really in 2016 I feel like I gained a lot, or I started to gain clarity about the kind of romantic experiences I truly want to have. Mm, um, that's good. And what I do and do not want from a partner, and yeah. just things along that lines. Like I've, I've been learning in 2016, like what my boundaries are. Like I can even think something is a boundary and realize that it. I'm not treating it like a boundary, you know? Mm, so, mm. I think uh, 2016, I was like, what year is it? <laughs> I almost said 2012. 2016. I, I'm in the same space, so um, I didn't go that far back. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know why. Well, maybe that's, that, well, anyways. 2012, that's when a lot of my uh, self-growth and reflection started. I don't know why my mind oh. jumped to that year. Well, that's let's why. not go there again, actually. But, yeah, 2016 <laughs> was <laughs> a year. <laughs> What? You okay over there? No, because I'm actually par- paralleling more than one thing with 2012 and 2016. Okay. There's definitely a repetitive theme. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> with think, both, I think I got you. Yeah, with both experiences that led me to, to reach more clarity okay. um, gotcha. than before. So gotcha, gotcha. that was, yeah. So let's just say like romantic, like self-growth was, was really big in 2016. Um and it's definitely That's still carrying through this year. I mean, I, you and I have talked about this a few times, but I, I just think that it's it's really important that when you are in a relationship or whatever, that like you grow. Like you have to grow in every aspect of your life, and mm-hmm. so you can't just get into something and then end it, and then just walk away with absolutely nothing. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like just just yesterday, I was talking to you and I have talked about this too. Yesterday, I was just talking to Tanisha, a friend of ours, about. Um, relationships and how I've grown 
as far as like dating between the time span of 2011 <laughs> to freaking 2017 like it's it's been such significant growth and she and I were talking about the importance of keeping God at the center of our relationships mm-hmm. and um, talking to him about what it is that he wants and who he deems to be appropriate for us and um I was sharing which is something I shared with you that I spoke to her about about I mean I spoke to God about someone specifically and I wanted to know if I no I didn't even speak to God about this person I don't even think I prayed about him yet and God was just like look no and God has a way of doing that with me but I didn't listen I wasn't obedient because I wanted to see what was going to happen because I would have hated it to end it to end it on such a good note and then later on just be wondering like well what's up god like why 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 yeah. when it really wasn't my business to figure it out but he was like all right you gonna keep on I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you keep on and so i found out like i just learned such a great lesson from being disobedient but he knew that i was going to be disobedient and so in um further pursuing that relationship it grew me in so many different ways and I was enlightened so much on men how they operate um how I relate to them and so it just helped to propel me forward as far as my interactions with men and the things that they say the way that their actions align with what they say and listen don't don't even but I'm that's what I'm saying like I feel you on that completely because we need these experiences we absolutely need these experiences so i'm happy that 2016 was that for you don't want any more of these particular experiences to grow me like this i want something no, else i hear something you something different okay but you needed it though no no you know that I, you needed it they say that like you're gonna keep repeating an experience or a lesson until you really got what you're supposed to get from it and you're a very wise chick i so am hopeful you got it. that i really really understand now <laughs> yeah i, I mean that don't don't be hopeful just know that you got like you got what you need and apply the theme mm-hmm. excuse me my pastor's theme for the year he gives us themes every year is application well, you trying to jump on this application bandwagon well, or not nah. like you what's gonna, up we we jumping ahead of ourselves right now unless you want to take oh, it sorry there. um okay sorry so before we take into this 2017 stuff what should I go first with the downside of 2016? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, in 2016, we lost a lot of celebrities up until the very sure end of did. the year, which I did. Yeah. I did look up um, celebrities that passed away, but I, you know, was being, let's say, a little prejudiced, and I just only sought out people of color, particularly black <laughs> people that passed away. Sorry, white people, but we all know who you are. I mean, I don't. Oh. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So, we lost Muhammad Ali. We lost Morris White, who was the founder of Earth, Wind, and Fire. We lost Athena Shakur. We lost Miss Cleo. I don't know if anyone was aware of that. I didn't know that. Hold on. Miss <laughs> Cleo did die in 2016. No, I know. I knew about Miss Cleo. But I'm talking about Tupac's mom. I had no idea. Well, I don't know how you missed that. Where the heck was I? They definitely put things in like how she's now finally with her son, or all the you know there was there was a whole bunch of stuff. Wow. Like that. Um, we lost Shawty Lowe. We lost Bill Nunn, who was Radio Raheem from Do the Right Thing. We lost Tommy Ford, who was Tommy, Tommy. from Fighting. You know? um, we lost Fife Dog from A Tribe Called Quest. They did name a street right. after him in Queens. In Queens! Yeah. And <laughs> Sorry. one of the most, I don't know, flooring deaths prince yeah like, prince yeah was supposed to transcend time like no one ever could imagine prince dying like come on he's he, he barely aged like how You're can right. he die exactly how um, old are you sir what are you doing so yeah so that was like 2016 which is the year of a lot of our black faves just died <laughs> yeah um so 
What do you have as your downside of 2016? Uh, So, the loss of our first black president, we didn't lose him yet, I mean, but 2016 was the year where we had to elect a new president, and so it was difficult for the black community. To be elected president. Like, right after, like, really? 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 Miss USA, all sorts of scandalous stuff. Yeah, like, and it does it does it still just doesn't make sense. Like all the things that are going on with this man, and he was still elected president of the United States of America. Okay, all right, America, I see you. But yeah, the loss of of, of Barack Obama is like it's really tugging at the black community. Like people yeah. love this freaking man and his wife. Like it's not just the man and the woman behind him, the woman beside him, yeah. his wife. Like okay. those two are such a freaking power couple. We're losing the both of them, and, and it's just difficult. Like, you know, whenever you saw them in interviews or, like, anything, they just felt like still regular people. Yeah. You didn't I really feel like, like, like I just elitist thing from them. No, you feel like, I feel like if I was to ever meet them, like, I could run up on Michelle and give her a hug and she would be very it warm. Would be so hard not to. You know? So hard. I think, yeah, yeah. the opportunity, I'm just going, and, I, and we don't even talk about me and hugs, but I would just go for it. <laughs> Um. <laughs> and Monique Monique is not that well you've come a long way I can't say you're not the hugging type way. anymore you come a very long way with your hugging situation so I can't even say you're not the hugging type anymore yeah. but for you to be trying to run up on Michelle and give her a hug that's big yeah it is cause like yeah. I, I may never get the chance again so I'm gonna have to go for it <laughs> Um, so yeah that was one and the other um, downside of 2016 was just the continuity of police brutality mm-hmm. things just haven't gotten better no, I, I, I found myself uh, stepping far far away from things that were happening like, yeah and you know I didn't want to learn another name I didn't want to see any more videos yeah. like I just was yeah. tired Honestly, there's some hashtags that I've seen, like, named hashtags, and I'm like, I haven't even done the research, because I'm just like, I, I can't. Yeah. This is a lot, and there were even moments where, like, I would log on to Instagram, and I would see a video starting, and I was like, nah, nope. just scroll past. Mm-hmm. Because, first of all, and I've talked about, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but I know I talked about it on social media, like, stop posting these videos. Yeah. Stop. Like, what's the purpose of you posting these police brutality videos? Because it's not helping the situation. And I understand. Like, we know what happened. We heard the out, story. But just the fact yeah, but that, you, like, we can hear the story. I we can hear the story. Like, to, to imagine, like, a family member, like, let's say my father, my yeah. brother, or something like that, to have their murder be constantly, like, replayed. Replayed? Loop, like... I Come feel like on. that's insulting to the that's, being. That's insulting that's to the That's not sensitive. Yeah, that's very insensitive. Oh. And, I, and I, I do get it, but at the same time, like, that almost makes it inhumane. Like, this yeah. is a life, and it was taken away in a very, um, in a very horrible way and you guys are just putting it out there on display for everyone to watch over and over and over again sports recap or something just constantly looping yeah very bothersome so i i I mean yeah i'm i'm really sad that 2016 there wasn't really much improvement in police brutality (sighs) okay so um for 2017 what do we hope to improve i'll let you go first on this one okay so uh, I said, firstly, I want this to be a year of completion. Nice, um, I like that. So, just being a creative individual, being an artist, you always have so many ideas of starting projects and like all this sort of stuff. But I want this year to actually be the year I, I complete a lot of things. Nice. Um, 
podcast related, artist related, and just like personally and like working on myself. Um, I've read, which I've, I've put on between our Instagram and stories and uh, Snapchat and like whatever. I read Shonda Rhimes, Year of the Yes, and I want to have my own personal Thanks for sharing. Uh, year of Yes. It's such... I need you to know, sorry, I need you to know that every time you post about a book that you're reading, I open up my book and I continue reading. <laughs> And I don't post about it because I'm like, no, Chris, you're not gonna post it. You're gonna be, you're gonna move in silence. Okay, whatever post your boat, and you can definitely post when you want to. But I was so sad reaching the end of that book. Shonda Rhimes with this, it's just such a conversationalist, and you just like, I just was like, I'm losing a friend. Like I don't, I don't want this to stop. Um, but a lot of what she's saying, what I found to be pretty interesting. She's uh, an introvert, so I related with her a lot. Is she? Yeah. And having to step out and, like, allow people to congratulate you or acknowledge your efforts and stuff like that. And also just how her being more present physically helped her helped her career, in essence, really. And um, hmm. she talked about things about if you want to be a writer, you have to write every day. You can't get around that. Like, you have to basically say yes to dedicating or putting aside time every day to write and completely being undisturbed and then thinking of how I feel as an artist and what I've like I've, I feel like I just like let myself down as an artist like I don't draw every day mm. I don't even really tap into creative things anymore because I like I just put my focus in other things one way or another and so yeah, but I was also about to ask you how much how much time do you have for that though like realistically uh, well I just feel like I'm at a point where I gotta make the time for it. Like, some sacrifices have to be made somewhere. Okay. I'm not sure where yet. This is what I'm trying to do and work on to, to figure it out. But in my whole, like, January goal, I've allotted time to journaling. I've allotted, like, mm-hmm. undisturbed time for reading. Um, so I think something like that has to happen. Not that it can really start off as a daily thing, but something has to happen. And not to say drawing every day doesn't mean that I have to draw something straight from my mind. I can, I, there's things that I can just do, like just redrawing other people's work. I'm not even trying to credit it as mine, but to just build my skill set up. You know, I feel like I went to art school, got all the student loan, and I'm working in my field, in my industry, but I'm not really utilizing my skill sets anymore. And that's a, a disservice to my being. You know, yeah, that's you know, it big, does tap yeah. into unhappiness for sure. So I want, um, yeah, as I said, for this year to be a year of completion. I want to finish like maybe two sketchbooks this year because I, I hardly ever get to finish one, if that, or maybe three. Like I don't know. Like I want to finish sketchbooks this year, and um, I want to in my year of the yes, I want to like shamelessly promote myself and push myself out there and, and just like things like that. So those are that's really like it, you know. I was really um, yeah. pushing myself outside my comfort zone consistently and entrusting myself in doing that. Nice. Uh, what do you um, hope to improve on? Or? Wait, before you go there, oh. I just, I really appreciate the fact that you talked about like, um, how the fact that you aren't able to express your creativity just as an artist on, on an individual level kind of taps into your unhappiness because I, I feel like I've been feeling the same way as far as teaching is concerned because like when I started um, teaching preschool well first of all when I was in school to become a teacher like 
there was this um this passion this excitement this like there was just something that just started up on the inside of me that was just like oh my gosh teaching is going to be great because I have all these wonderful ideas and how I can change the game in teaching and then I got to Montessori I did preschool and I was doing all the things that I wanted to do and my kids were learning and it was beautiful and I was like oh teaching is lovely I'm just gonna skip and (laughs) life is great and then I got to public school and they slap you with a curriculum they slap you with these standards and they slap you with all these things that you're supposed to have your kids do but it kind of it it's kind of steals the joy from me because like I do try to tuck in those um those creative those little creative moments that I had when I was in preschool but it's hard because that's more time consuming and it's just like okay do I want to be creative and and have fun or do I want to just get the job done so that administration can stay off my back you know so I think that's really what kind of taps into the unhappiness for me because it's just like I don't get the opportunity to be as creative as I want to be I don't get the opportunity to have as much fun as I want and in having fun my kids can still learn you right. know they can still hit the standards it's just kind of finding the comp- the place of compromise and I, guess, so, I, I just want to double back on something because you've been making these posts on instagram i wrote about it last year about have filling up your cup so that you can yeah. pour into other people and that, that yeah. definitely coincides with with this year i want to be full that's going to make me a better yeah. person for everyone else absolutely yeah yep um yeah thanks so thanks for sharing friend um so this year i would like to excuse me i would like to become more disciplined the the question this question was posed to me um like last week about you have this discipline this comes around quite often for you because I, I don't feel like I'm disciplined you enough. Like, talk I just about tighten up. discipline as you were in college. And I've told you, I yeah. don't know if this is what you're talking about now, but I've told you in college, you're in a structured environment. We're in like yeah, and I've, I've, life. I've internalized that. Okay. I've internalized that. That's great. Um, so in, with the discipline thing, it kind of it just goes back to something that I said earlier about the fact that like I have all these tasks before me and I'm just like, okay, get it done. But no, I can't. I can't just get it done. Like, I can't just go out here and just be like, okay, I'm going to do this, do that, do that. Wait, I forgot something. No. Be strategic in what it is that I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. And be okay with the fact that you may not accomplish all five things on your to-do list today because sleep, like, because you're human. Mm -hmm. Um, But still just kind of lay out some type of um, framework for what you intend on completing. And just tackle it to the best of your ability. So I just want to be disciplined in that way. Um... Yeah, because I've, I've really been feeling a little bit all over the place. And, um, and so... Oh, another improvement that I would like to experience for 2017 is just, like, going up with, within my spiritual goals. Like, whenever I sit down to review my goals for the year, every year... Well, every year, every quarter of the year, every two weeks, whenever I sit down to revise my goals, my spiritual goals, although they're at the top of my goal sheet they're at the bottom of my action plan and Mm -hmm. so that's a problem for me because if I intend on being happier if I intend on um achieving this level of discipline that I that I'm speaking about God has to be at the center of all that I do and that doesn't mean that I have to spend an hour in prayer every day because I don't have time for that God knows me he knows my heart he knows how much time I would love to devote to him every day but um I want to be disciplined as far as just like scheduling some time saying okay shut everything else off this is you and God time and then I was telling you also that like I want to go to Bible study this year right 
because like whatever it takes to get me to just be a little bit closer to God I'm down because I just want to hear him I want to hear him a little bit more I want to just I just want to connect with him because when I feel connected with him everything else feels good everything else feels better like the harder the harder moments of life just feel so much better and I was gonna say that I think you definitely have to maybe like set a time on your calendar and mm-hmm. I like nothing nothing can penetrate that like this is every right. day or every monday yeah. wednesday friday this is the time to pray yeah. or every tuesday thursday this is that's, time no, that's the action plan yeah that's the action plan this time around because i was like what can i do differently because i always say spiritual oh i want to pray more oh i want to read my bible more but Kanisha, you're not doing it so what what specifically can you change to make it happen right. okay time a lot that time and the time can't be at 10 30 p.m when i hop in my bed to read my bible not because you're gonna go to sleep <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's that. And, um, finally just growing the podcast, like podcasting is life. I love this thing. Like I really, (laughs) I've really grown. I do. Like I've really grown to respect this as another job. Um, and it's, it's something that I love just like I love teaching and I want to grow in it. So let's go. I'm I'm excited. Let's go 2017. And then we come from Queens. Let's go. Mm Mm-hmm. And another thing, no, I'm not gonna go there. Please, okay, please don't. Um, I see you have a quote here you want us to unpack. Oh yes. So this quote, I read this quote before yeah. on a New Year's episode. Do you remember? This sounds very familiar to me. Yeah, I read it. I think like two years ago. Interesting. And I quote my pastor now. So this is from my pastor, Dr. Anthony like, Christian Cultural Center in East New York, Brooklyn. <laughs> um, so he he says the way that you leave one season determines the way you enter the next. And so I wanted us to just kind of like unpack the quote a bit, talk about how we left 2016 and the implication that it has for 2017. And you could go first. Okay. Um, so how did I leave 2016? Honestly, like I left 2016 on, on a little bit of a sad note. Okay, good. Cause me too. Feeling, <laughs> okay. I was feeling like I don't, I don't like this. Like I'm not ready for 2017. I didn't do everything I wanted to do, and um, nah. And like once I was talking to someone about what specifically. What specifically is it that makes me feel like 2017 wasn't so great? I was like, well, you know, or or what happened the previous years that made me feel like those years were greater. I was like, well, you know, in 2015, I got my master's, which which was great. In 2014, uh, that was my best year of teaching and all these different things. And so they were just like, so because something like major like that didn't happen for you in 2016, it wasn't a good year. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, so I did say I did, I did leave a little bit sad feeling like I didn't do everything I wanted to do. And then I just felt like, um, my home wasn't clean. And if I, when I leave the year with my house not being clean, I, I do feel sad because I really like to enter a new year with a, with a fresh start on everything. And, um, so the implication that it has for 2017, I don't think that because I, I exited 2016 on a sad note on an quote-unquote unclean note just in my in my home like I don't, I don't really believe that that's the way my 2017 is going to play out okay. um uh 20 2017 this out a little rough as far as like work is concerned because I'm still trying to trying to juggle but I think um it's all about mindset and how you uh 
how you kind of just like design your life and and how you go about just like attacking your goals and things that you have set place set in place for yourself so it can have they can have negative implications but uh, i'm not i'm not um i'm not going to allow that sorry <laughs> nope next okay so i like you left uh 2016 kind of sad and it's i do feel like like i had said like my so my name in movie credits there were i traveled to greece like um thanksgiving i got to see my grandma and all my family in florida and stuff like 2016 was not a bad year it wasn't horrible but in leaving 2016 i was definitely um like uh, kind of sad but i was really disappointed um with, I'm not going to put the blame on myself. Like, I'm not really that disappointed in myself. But I just was just disappointed about how things were coming to light. Um, mm. The implication that it had on 2017 was just that I want to make my mental and emotional wellness. Like, I really want to cater to that and pour into myself in that way. So Yeah, you've been starting, you've been starting off really strong with that. Shout out to you. Yeah, but that was just my goal for for January was like I'm doing daily affirmations on Twitter and mini nice. gratitude list on Twitter. I'm tweeting that out like every every morning, every evening. I'm writing it down in the book. I said, well, these are I'm going to read Shauna's book, Year of the Yes, to kind of help rev me up for the year. I'm nice. going to pick days to journal and like not miss that. I'm going to work out these three days and these are the workouts I'm going to do before work. Even when I'm tired, I'm going to commit to that because all these things make me feel better. And even when I will struggle at some point during the day, maybe even multiple times, these are are things I commit to. So these are like forcing me to look past my emotions. I also said I'm going to watch church online every Sunday at 10 o'clock. So this means... I, if I decide to do something before, after, whatever, but this is the time I'm allotting for it. I'm not going to just watch a sermon on YouTube. There's T.D. Jakes and Kadesha's pastor do live stuff. I'm sure other pastors too, but those are the two that I'm committing to. And um, it's like rewiring, reprogramming. I, you'll see how this transitions for the whole year, but that just, I think, was a, a really good start in... Um, People are going to disappoint you. Things are going to disappoint you, but yeah, it's just it's just part of it. So I want to, and I also um, committed to going on a healing retreat in the spring. So nice. it's like I got to pour into myself, you know. Do you only For feel sure. you have one life to live? And Hello, somebody. I, I don't want to have a nervous breakdown or a really emotional whirlwind type of thing. I want to be really equipped to handle what is going to continue to come at me one way or another. Right. So, yeah, yeah. That's good. 2017 is going to be, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be fine. Yeah, you are going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm hyped for your, um, your retreat and... Yeah, I'm hyped for your retreat. I'm, I'm jealous, but I'm hyped. It's I'm not happen. jealous because I just found out that uh, Megafest is coming back for June 28, 2017, all the way to July 4, 2017, and you already know. Oh, so you're going to be out. As soon as school is over, I was just telling Tanisha, like, I'm not even dismissing those kids on June 28th. Like, it's it's over. Yeah, I, I, I want to go. I was really happy to hear that he's doing Megafest and Woman. 
that are loose. Me too. So me too. I gotta choose though. I, I should choose which I want. Join you. I would like to. I can't. But um. Yeah. No. But you weren't invited. Sorry. I'm not inviting anybody. As no, you know. No. Listen. You did not invite me. But I was gonna invite myself. That's what I told you last time. It didn't happen last year. He didn't do it. Yeah. But I was gonna go because I was just. I was telling you for a while too. I've been feeling like I need to go on some sort of retreat. I need to right, yeah. have my like. My you would have had to have your own room if you would have come. I'm just saying, because I need that. <laughs> mm, I don't think so, but I don't need to bother you. I can turn around and let's be in my own. I love how you. I love how you just switching up all my plans. I mean, even though you're not going, but I'm just saying, like, who told you? No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was feeling like I needed like a jump start. You know, I needed a little help okay. with equipment and stuff. But whatever, it's all good. I'm excited for both of us. I mean, me God, too. There's a lot of traveling ahead. There like, is, but I, I'm excited about the pouring back into ourselves part. Like yes. that we talked about that. We had a podcast about that like two almost two years ago, mm-hmm. and that's crazy important. It's it's so important, and you realize how important it is after it's done. You're just like, whoa, yeah. Why didn't I do this before? What happened? Yeah. So, do you have any, you any last things before I, I do this quote thing? This was a good episode. Like, I had fun talking about this. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> it's like, because we're getting back into the swing of things. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This, this first, I don't know, quarter of podcasting, guys, is going to be... It's going yeah, to be so real. So real. It's not going to be too crazy because we did much better with our time management, but it's going to be real. Oh, yeah. It's going to be real as far as, like, dropping stuff. We're going to be drop, 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 dropping. And I'm excited about so what's, excited what's about too. to transpire in these streets. Yeah. So, yeah. let's do this quote. This quote is from Shonda Rhimes. It was pretty extensive. The Year of Yes. How to Dance it Out. No. Are you, are you ignoring me? I didn't hear you because I, I was... Well, what did you say, Kadesha? I said, this is pretty extensive. You know... It's a pretty extensive quote. It's like so essay. It is, but it's fine. Okay. Everybody will love it. So, it's You're from right. Shonda Rhimes. Year of Yes. How to Dance It Out, Stand in the Sun, and Be Your Own Person. Beautiful. She says, there is no list of rules. There is one rule. The rule is, there are no rules. Happiness comes from living as you need to, as you want to, as your inner voice tells you to. Happiness comes from being who you actually are instead of who you think you're supposed to be. Being traditional is not traditional anymore. And it's funny that we still think of it that way. Normalize your lives, people. You don't want a baby? Don't have one. I don't want to get married? I won't. You want to live alone? Enjoy it. You want to love someone? Love someone. Don't apologize. Don't explain. Don't ever feel less than. When you feel the need to apologize or explain who you are, it means the voice in your head is telling you the wrong story. Wow. Wipe the slate clean and rewrite it. No fairy tales. Be your own narrator and go for a happy ending. One foot in front of the other. You will make it. By Shonda Rhimes. I like that. That feels like just unapologetically be you that's it i'm telling you i did not want to finish this book i was like what's up and i get like there's nothing on this earth like indulging in a good book because when it's over you kind of want to cry like Mm -hmm. okay so now what what am i supposed to do and i'm excited to read the next book and the books i have lined up and stuff but this Mm -hmm. was this was the perfect way to start yes because so often like you know your mind will start like just telling you things and you're just like well maybe this that and it's like no go with that first kind of initial feeling and instinct that that's you were on something there so yeah that's good thanks for sharing that no problem 
I may have to add that to my library, but no time soon because I got some books already that I have that I need to get done. Okay, so before closing out, um, I just want to tell you guys that Kanisha, putting friends at her, has started this thing called Talk Back Tuesday. Well, for us. <laughs> I did! Yay! Um, so... Talk Back Tuesday is for you guys to engage with us about the previous episode or Kanisha's Corner or Motivation or whatever it is that we post on Instagram. We just want to continue engaging with you guys in like real time, as real as we can be. Um, so just, you know, do that. We, you know, we're probably going to add Talk a back few to of us, them. guys. We're going to add yeah. a few of you guys to nudge you to respond and engage. Mm-hmm. But, you mm-hmm. know, that's, that's just what we're doing now. Yeah. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to the people who have engaged with us this past Tuesday. The first, I think the first talk back Tuesday, I was like, so yeah, not gonna respond. I know. And so last week, Monique was like, so they're not gonna respond. I was like, oh nah, let's ask these people. So we added some of y'all, and y'all caught on. Some of you guys didn't even respond, even though we at y'all, but shout out <laughs> to the ones who did. Um, so Emma underscore Therm. Mm-hmm. She responded. I can't. I mean, I can't remember specifically what everyone said. But thank you for adding value to the combo, girl. At Alishington, Alicia D. Uh, at Fiona V. At what we gonna do? Who is our homie AJ from um, SoundCloud? Um, at Lil Miss Ent Candice, and at I'm underscore just underscore Jackie, who's always freaking supporting. I know Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, like she holds you down once you under yes. an umbrella or whatever. Like she what? got you. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for engaging last week. Like we really appreciated the conversation. Keep it going. Tag whoever you need to tag to get them in on the conversation as well. Um, so in closing, you can connect with us on our website, we come from queens.com, as well as our social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter at we come from queens. The queens is spelled Q and S. You can listen to us through iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. Um, you can also hit us up through email. We come from queens at gmail.com. I'm going to keep on telling y'all to send us questions, even though y'all don't. Um, send us questions you would like us to ask during an episode or just send some feedback. Uh, we always love hearing from you. Thank you, guys. Ciao.